This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there, welcome to The Saturday Quiz, the podcast where I ask the questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper and give clues and hints until my guests come up with the correct answers. My name is John Leary and joining me today are two people who started their careers in one direction, then shifted to become filmmakers and created a production company focused on supporting First Nations practitioners. My first guest was a painter and a jewellery maker before becoming a film and TV producer. And my other guest was a track and field athlete before becoming an actor and then a writer and now director. And you can catch their film Elders at the St Kilda Film Festival later this month. Welcome to the show, Damien Pradier and Tony Briggs. Hello. Thank you. G'day. Thanks for having us. Oh, thanks for joining me. What have you been up to? What have we been up to? Well, since yeah. Elders, we have been, we run an Indigenous film festival called Birrarunga Film Festival. Excellent. We're a biannual festival, so every two years, and we had our second festival just recently in March. How did that go? Oh, that was great. It was really, it was the sort of first festival after COVID at ACME, so it was really good. Uh-huh. It was different because we didn't have international guests or national guests, but it still was really fantastic and, and that you you host indigenous films from all over the world yes so made by indigenous people from all over yeah the world. fantastic what was your pick what was your favorite um my favorite oh that's a hard one mm, one my favorite might be we will stand up which is about a young native canadian boy that was murdered it's a documentary but that i've sort of watched the film as it was being made we'd seen a talk at imaginative which is another indigenous film festival in canada and a few years ago and then we sort of watched the progress of it but yeah i have quite a few favorites tony i um my job is to choose the program select the program right and uh i i don't have a favorite you know it's like asking you who, who your favorite child is yeah yeah it kind of is <laughs> you know this the, the last program we the first program i should say that we did for our first festival was really exciting and fantastic and really vibrant and we're just really proud of it, really loved it. This one was equally exciting but just really powerful and the film that we had was super powerful and we were really proud of the whole um, package that we put together. And were there shorts as well as features in in your festival? Yes. The first year we just had shorts packages but this year we Uh had shorts packages but we also went a bit old school and did the short before the feature. Oh, great. And then we had guest curators who actually curated a one Tony curated one of the shorts packages, but we had um, Darlene Neponce, who's an f- amazing um, Canadian filmmaker. We had Piripi and Richard Curtis from Rotorua Indigenous Film Festival. Uh-huh. We had Adam Perron, who's a Native American, and he's a shorts programmer at Sundance. And we had Pauline Clegg from Winder Film Festival. Wow. I think that was it, yeah. That's fantastic. You know, it was always going to be challenging because of COVID, yeah. no matter which way you did it, no matter no matter what, because there were so many unknowns and 
you know, we just made the decision to go forth and give it a crack and see what happens. Well, it so- yeah, it sounds like you had an extensive program. So- sounds really great. Yeah, we was, played over 70 films, I think. Yeah, amazing. We also had a panel of young up-and-coming Indigenous filmmakers from all across the world talking about how they see the film world in the future because there's a big shift at the moment for Indigenous storytellers to be telling their own stories mm-hmm. and not being told by white people through a white lens. So that was a really interesting conversation as well. Right. Now, as to quizzes, do you guys sit around and do a quiz of, it, of your own volition or only when you're invited to Sometimes, on, yeah, on podcast? We've got the R&B quiz board game that we do. <laughs> you, you do that. That was I, fun. I, I don't do that. That was so much so, fun. The only quiz that I really do is the kind of quizzes that my... Our, our children throw at us. Oh, yeah. They get confused with eyes too. So. Do you reckon, Tony, would you have a area of expertise, do you reckon? No. No? No, no. I do. What about you, Damien? Mine's like pop culture and celebrity star questions. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I did actually, we were at a... At a Trivia, remember the trivia quiz for the school? And I beat Kate Langbrook at a trivia quiz and I was very proud of myself. That was Robin Williams. And I got it in the first line that they said and I was like, Wow. Williams. And then I won a big prize, so yeah. Well, there's not really any big prizes on offer here, but uh, let's see how you go after this break. This is the Saturday Quiz. My guests today are Damien Pradier and Tony Briggs, and this is question number one. Who stars in and makes her directorial debut with the film Land? Robin Wright Penn. Very good. That was very good. She's not, she's not a pen anymore. Oh, but, well, Robin but, Wright. But, sorry, Rob, sorry. Robin but, Robin Wright is but correct. When you said sorry. very good, we, have to, we get that point. <laughs> you do get the point. Don't worry. You, you get that point. Do you, do you know that film? Yes. No, I don't. Yeah, I, 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 don't know I know of it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it, Tony? No, I haven't seen it, but it looks pretty extraordinary, actually. Yeah, yeah. All right, then. Question number two. Let's, let's keep rolling. Which Iranian city is considered to be Iran's main centre of Shiite religious scholarship? Now, this is a multiple choice. Or you can just answer if, if maybe you already know. No. Blank looks a little bit. Multiple choice. Is it A, Qum, B, Shiraz, or C, Isfahan? C. And you get a bonus point for naming the capital of Iran. So embarrassed. (laughs) Really embarrassed. Geography's not. Look, I'll let you in on a little secret. Geography is everybody's bad category. Yeah, I said C. You said C, Isfahan? Do you want to go with an, uh, maybe go with go another with one? A. I'll go with A. A, cum, is correct. Very well done. <laughs> it's not a competition, though, guys. You're doing oh, very well yes, together. Yes, <laughs> oh, uh, no, I don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. I'm just, I'm embarrassed that I don't know that anyway. What about, you do you, my, my, point my I don't know you don't know what the, the capital of Iran is? It sort of rhymes with Iran. Tehran. Ta- did you say Tehran? Yeah. Yeah. That's the answer. <laughs> well so we done. Get the, we get the bonus point. Yeah, you get the bonus point. Of course you do. Well done. <laughs> yeah, Iran is unique in the Muslim world because its population is overwhelmingly more Shia than Sunni. Shia constitutes 95% of the population, which is a reversal of the world population of Muslims, where over 90% follow the Sunni version of Islam. Question number three. 
who is the author of the book A Brief History of Time from the Big Bang to Black Holes? You know this one. I promise you, you know this one. Say the title again. A Brief History of Time from the Big Bang to Black Holes. So it's that guy. Who's that guy? He's only recently died too. He did only recently. Yeah. Stephen uh, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking is the correct answer. Well done. Or Hawking, I should say. Hawking. Yeah, Stephen Hawking. Fine, good work. Yeah, well done. You, that was down in the okay. deep all right, recesses. Okay, all right, all right. Don't sound so surprised, you two. <laughs> you first. I might like just, you know, I fucked up the first one. This, this is, just give me a go. That's good. We're a good team. <laughs> no, no. We're a good team. We're a good team. Well done. Yes, it was published in 1988 and Hawking wrote the book for readers who had no prior knowledge of physics and people who were interested in learning something new about interesting subjects. But the book's existence inspired the mock mathematical measure, the Hawking Index, which measures how far people will, on average, read through a book before giving up. It was invented by American mathematician Jordan Ellenberg, and the index is, of course, named after the physicist Stephen Hawking, whose book, A Brief History of Time, has been called the most unread book of all time. The most unread book. The most unread book. I don't know if your dog agrees with any of that. I know. Can you hear her? Yeah. (laughs) Now, question number four. Harold Salvage is the subject of Sunbaker by which Australian photographer? Do you know that photo? Can you picture that photo? It's classic Australian modernist photo. This is your department. I'm thinking. Artist? Artist? I'm not. I don't know. Did you go to art school? Or, or, I went to or, RMIT, yeah. I did right. gold and silversmithing at RMIT, I should say. Uh-huh. But, you know, I was young and didn't pay much attention. Um, can we have a clue, please? Yeah, of course you can have a clue. His initials are M. D and he sort of has like your good self. He sort of has a uh, I think it must be a French-ish surname. Mm. It's do you know the photo? Can you picture the photo? The sun baker. My ignorance is painful. It's probably Bondi Beach, painful. is it? Bondi. It's Be- not Bondi. It's Culborough, which is on the New South Wales south coast. It was taken in 1937. The, the photo has been described as quintessentially Australian, even though Harold Salvage, the person in the photograph was actually British. Yeah, it's debatable. Um, Quintessentially Australian. That's, deba- well, that's debatable, but we won't get into politics. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we can go there if, 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 <laughs> if you want to, and by all means. Well, he's obviously uh, dead, the photographer. It was 1937. Yes, he, he is dead. It's of a guy where his arms are crossed in front of him, and you can only sort of see his, like, the top of his head and his arms and the, the kind of top of his back and the big sort of sky... And he's looms large in the front I'll of the. I guarantee I'll know the photo when I see it. Yeah, I know just... the photo. I just don't know the photographer. Know the so photo. you're gonna have to yeah. give more clues. Max is his first name. Max. No, I still don't know. Max and say something French sounding with a D that starts with D. Devereux. <laughs> his name was Max Dupain. Dupain. Okay. Yeah. Does that ring any bells? Not really. No. Sorry about that. Sorry, we lost a point. Oof. Not a perfect score. That hurts. Yeah. All right, question number five. In the 1997 song Tub Thumping, 
by Chumbawamba. <laughs> In what order are the drinks drunk? Are you familiar with the song? How does the song Vaguely. go? Vaguely. It's the one that has, you know, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Never gonna... It's very repetitive and very kind of chanty and very much the kind of thing people yeah. would sing. I never danced to that song. No, it's dreadful. It really is a dreadful song. So was the question, what order do the drinks? Yeah, in what order are the drinks drunk? So it's kind of gross because it's a bit of a, a drinking anthem. There's four drinks that are mentioned in the song. Mm. There's kind of two, what would you say, uh, hard liquor and two brewed drinks. Like beer. Beer must be one of them. Yeah, a, a type of beer is one of them. Guinness? No, not, not that specific. Not that specific. A beer, um, a shot, a whiskey. A whiskey is the first one. So he drinks a whiskey drink. Rum? Not rum. Tequila. It's a clear. Vodka? Vodka. Yeah. That, and you're getting them in the right order. He <laughs> drinks a whiskey drink. He drinks a vodka drink. I drinks a vodka drink. And then he drinks, oh, I don't even know the words, but <laughs> I'll just guess. It must be beer. A pint. Yeah. What do uh, English people sometimes call, or another word for beer? Schooner? No. Lager. No. Lager. 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 He drinks a whiskey drink. He drinks a vodka drink. He drinks a lager drink. Yeah. He drinks a last one, it, which is... Um, a Barocca? <laughs> that's, that's in the morning. No, he drinks it made of apples usually. A cider. cider. A cider, yeah. Whiskey, vodka, lager, cider. Thank goodness for your clue. <laughs> well, yeah. What's wrong with those people? <laughs> yeah. I know that is a big night though, isn't it? My goodness. We're going to need a little break just to get over that question. We'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined by Damien Pradier and Tony Briggs. They're up to question number six. What is numismatics, the study or collection of? Numismatics. Numismatics. How do you spell that? That is spelled N-U-M-I-S-M-A-T-I-C-S. I'm not very good at this game. We were in the beginning and now we've sort of... Done a slow decline. Oh, yeah. Numismatics or a study of it's the number group. of droppings left by um, a mouse, <laughs> or a numbat maybe, yeah, or, a numbat, no, or a bat. <laughs> Just a wild guess. Mm. No, give, give study us a clue. of numbers. Yeah, need a clue. It's sort. It's related to numbers. What do, What do we use numbers to represent? What physical objects do we have numbers on? Signs. Letterboxes. No. Cars. We're really no good at this. It's the sort of the kind of thing that I guess created trade or stocks. The study no, of the stock market. No, no, more more elemental than that. More sort of uh, reduced down to the thing things in your pocket. Money. Coin. Money. Yeah. The study of money. Numismatics is the study or the collection of coins, banknotes, oh. and medals. Oh, medals. Oh. 
collection. Tony's of... got a collection of medals. Oh, do you? We could do pneumatic. Collection of medals. New... Yeah, you're, you're for a- athletics. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! What? Uh, yeah. What? What did you? You got? Uh, what did you get? A silver in the one one hundred? No, the. You tell me. I can't remember off. The I hardly of call them a collection. You've got a big box full. <laughs> <I've> got... <laughs> yeah, them. but it's over a lifetime. Like, you know, like they're they're, more, and they're, more and they're all got. and they're all it, faded. And what did you do? You d- you did? You were a hurdler. hurdler, and I, you know, I was a yeah, a national track and field athlete. How about that? Well, I got a couple of medals. He's got a, a lot of medals. You're selling yourself short. I don't even have a ribbon, not one ribbon for nothing. And to Tony's got he did all right. Yes, but you've got heaps of artwork <laughs> that you did yourself. Well, yeah, you created. We've all got our own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Those medals have got me nowhere. So <laughs> I wouldn't be. They got you where you are today. I know, in a roundabout way. They're in the box and wrapped in the newspaper. They deserve to be. And like fish and chips. Yeah, like fish yeah, and chips. Exactly. Fish and chips have more value. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number seven. What is the three-letter IATA code or IATA code for the main international airport in Paris? What the hell? Is that... IATA is the International Air Transport Association. Well, it's Jean, isn't it? De Gaulle is the airport. It is. So it's J D G. Oh, you're very close. A. His name was Charles de Gaulle. Charles. So C D G. C D G is correct. Very well done. I should have known that. I should have known that. Have you flown into Charles de Gaulle Airport? Twice. Yeah? A couple of times. All right. Dad's French, so I've been to Paris. Oh, of course. Yeah, right. No, I haven't. You've never been to Paris? No. Actually, I haven't. Oh. I'm going to take him one day so we can put oh, a pad- padlock on the bridge, you know. Oh, lovely. And to <laughs> eat a wheel of camembert. Yep. Excellent. Both, both very bad for the environment, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Beautiful. Do you know anything about Charles de Gaulle? Mm, no. Not very French. Not very French. No, well, yeah, that's true. His full name was Charles André Joseph Marie de Gaulle. He was a decorated officer of the First World War. He then led Free France against Nazi Germany in World War II and chaired the provisional government of the French Republic from 1944 to 1946. In 1958, he came out of retirement when appointed President of the Council of Ministers or Prime Minister, and he rewrote the Constitution of France and founded the Fifth Republic. He was elected President of France later that year, a position to which he was re-elected in 1965 and held until his resignation in 1969. And he died a year later in 1970. Wow. So, yeah, the, the airport opened in 1974 and in 2019 it was the ninth busiest airport in the world in terms of passenger numbers and the busiest in the European Union. Wow. All right. Question number eight. Which sport was this month rocked by allegations from former Australian Institute of Sport athletes of child physical, psychological and sexual gymnastics, abuse? Gymnastics. 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 Yeah. Were you at the AIS, Tony? Yes, I was. In the 80s. In the 80s. In fact, I was the first Aboriginal athlete to get a scholarship at to the Institute of Sports in track and field. Really? Apparently. That's what I was told. But, you know, you never know who's Aboriginal. 
not everybody not everybody likes to say who they are sure you know in those days yeah. oh yeah it was never really talked about you know as footballers too there's footballers there's you know a lot of yeah a lot of not just you know all kinds of sports you know Lionel rose uncle Lionel, you know like clearly an aboriginal man and you know, yeah world, world famous and ticker tape parade when he came back and you know but yeah. still not a not a um not not considered you know even human in his own country but right. you know yeah. we digress yeah <laughs> all right here yeah. we go question number nine name the recently re-elected Tasmanian Premier. I have totally forgotten the name. PG are his initials. I don't know. Because I remember <laughs> thinking, gee, isn't that strange? I've never known who this person is. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's only been Premier since January last year, 2020. I can't remember his name. I, I really. Can't. I don't know. I'm no. really bad. Pretty common first name that starts with P. Peter. Peter. Uh, correct. Uh, you know, Hanson. No, G. <laughs> oh, G, is it? G, starts with G. Peter Gregory. Peter, it's not a common, it's certainly not a common surname, and it's kind of Germanic. And I reckon it would translate to good wine. Oh, oh, uh, good and vine? No. <laughs> yeah, good vine. Good vine. <laughs> Oh, dear. There you go. You're yeah. really good at doing really good right. You're doing very well. Hey, can I ask you, are we the only guests where you had to give these kind 5, of clues, 5,000 clues to? Not at all. Absolutely not at all. I promise you. Okay. I promise you. He, Peter Goodwine is a qualified black belt instructor in the martial art of Taekwondo. Is he really? How about that? Looks like a bit of a rough head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but disciplined. <laughs> Indeed. All right. We're up to the final question. Wow. Question number 10. It's a mathematics question. Oh, uh, okay. I'm out. So here you go. What is half of four times eight plus 27 minus 13? Okay. I'll do this. But just okay. Give I'll, I'll give you bit by bit. Four times eight. So hold on. Eight, four is it? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got that next time. You've got that? Yeah. Plus 27. Wait on. So what have you got? Four. What are four eights? 24. Eight, no, 32. Eight. 32, yeah. I got, I got an A for Matt. 32 <laughs> plus 27. Just let me concentrate. 32 and 27. 32 and 20 is 52. Uh, 59. 59. All right. Minus 13. So, shush, Tony. <laughs> I can't be any, 40, any quieter. 46. Oh, no, yeah, 46. Yes. And so what's half that? 40, uh, half of 46 is 23. 23. 23 is the right answer. Very well done. And I didn't even use a calculator. No, you did that all in your head. Very well done. Number 23 is a 2007 Jim Carrey film directed by Joel Schumacher about a man who becomes obsessed with the 23 enigma, which is a belief in the significance of the number 23. It's apparently not a very good film. <laughs> it rates only 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Other things about the number 23, it's the ninth prime number and the sum, get this, This I thought this was quite interesting. The sum of the first 23 primes is 874, which is divisible by 23. A property shared by a few other numbers. Is um is he speaking French? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just mathematical terms. Oh. I've got one one more thing for you of uh, number twenty three. According to the birthday paradox, 
In a group of 23 or more randomly chosen people, the probability is more than 50% that some pair of them will have the same birthday. There you go. Good. How about that? And is it 23? Only Jordan's 23 number? people. Was 23 Michael Jordan's number? It is. Yeah. What? And? I'm no, just saying. <laughs> just saying? You know what the really crazy thing is? We just hit the 23rd minute of this podcast right now. Seriously. Check it. We'll be right back. You've been listening to The Saturday Quiz. My guests have been Damien Pradier and Tony Briggs. Thanks for doing the quiz. Thanks for having us. That was fun. Absolute pleasure. Started off really well. Started off great guns. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of fizzled out. Tell me, when do you know off the top of your head when Elders is screening at the St Kilda Festival? It's on Sunday... Hold on. I think it's the 23rd of May at 5.30pm. I can tell you exactly. Just it is. It is May the 23rd at 530 Oh, I was right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well done. You got that one right as well. That's awesome. And we shot Elders up here on Wajabullock Country as well. Ah, Elders. Beautiful. Tracy Rigney, who is wrote Elders and Tony directed it and it's based uh-huh. on a true story about her granddad. That's great. All right, mate. All right. All right. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. That was fun. Yeah, it was good. I'm glad. That's the quiz for another week. I just want to point out that the number 23 popped up again at the end there. That's the date that their film is on at the St Kilda Film Festival. I'm starting to think the enigma might be real. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, rate and review if you've been enjoying the podcast. Special thanks to all of the wonderful supporters of the show. I really appreciate it. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, Johnny John Leary, or the show, The Saturday Quiz. Thank you to Damien and Tony for being my guests this week. Thank you, as always, to Cindy McDonald for writing the questions. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you. Same time next week.